1: Uh, 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 Competition starting to get thick. It's the click. So I hope you watch your A game. A made no rain. From the track when we unite and spit. This is an A game. Better bring your A game. Competition starting to get thick. It's the click. So I hope
2: you watch your A game. A made no rain. From the track room hey now it's the mike and jd show and i am your host mike gilbert and i'm joined by my unindicted co-conspirator jd by god oliva and we are live for the first time ever on the voices of wrestling network i am pumped as you can tell we're bringing our a game over here to VOW. how are you doing jd
1: man we really did bring the a game i have uh, stepped up my lighting game we got new music <laughs> our buddy god ella gave us a track mm-hmm. of his and, and uh, I, and, uh, I Reve-
2: revelation, revelation and God illa. Yes, sir. Yes. Revelation sir. Thank,
1: and God-illa. Guys. Thank you. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I put that together today and I, it got me fired up, man. Like yeah. it's funny. Like we've been doing this show for two years. Like it's funny. It feels like we've been doing Mike and JD for a long time, but it's really only been like four months that mm-hmm. we rebranded our show. And now it feels like we're kind of like rebranding again. So I don't know man it's crazy. I'm I'm I haven't been this excited
2: for a show in a long time. <laughs> yeah man, yeah. No, we I I've been super stoked. Um, JD and I this is something, you know, um, that we've just been so excited about all week since we decided to make a, to make this change and I just want to start the show off right now. Um, because there's been some folks in the Voices of Wrestling Discord So go ahead over to voicesofwrestling.com/discord and join our Discord, join the conversation over there. We have our own channel. So when this show got announced onto that Discord, someone was like, um, "Oh, the the fight game media and the VOW war has started." No, that's no. that's 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 not that's not what's happening at all. In fact, I'm still friends with all those guys. That are still in their Discord. I was Same. chatting with Garrett just like an hour ago, and he was pumping me up, telling me that we're gonna do great and giving me advice and stuff like that. So, look, um, the, the, the reason why we we jump ship over to the Voices of Wrestling was because that the free feed over there uh, went away because of the Blue Wire host. They decided to cut that feed. And so we are like, you know what? We, we kind of, we were, had a good thing going on that free feed. Our audience was growing. Uh, we, we were like top of the charts every single episode yep. that we had yep. and we didn't want to lose that. And so when uh, Garrett told us that it was, that that free feed was going away. Um, and he said, maybe, you know, said, Hey, why don't you guys, or to the whole network is like, why don't you guys, you know, if you have the ability to do something else, why don't you go ahead and look into it? So naturally JD and I, we talked and we reached out to Joe and rich. We had a, uh, we would become friendly with them over the last couple of months because we've been in their Discord. Joe was a guest on our show. Now, uh, we reached out and uh, we worked everything out. So if you guys are watching us right now on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube, um, we're going to do our best to go live each and every single week. Uh, we will also have our own feed. Uh, we'll have the Mike and JD Show feed. So if you just search for that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Amazon Music, I didn't even know. That Amazon Music Had Podcast. I learned that this week from Rich. Rich taught me that So, because uh, I had to sign our, our show up for it. So you can get them all there. Um, we, we will also be on the Voices of Wrestling feed. So if you're just subscribed to the Voices of Wrestling channel, we will pop up there along with other great shows like the flagship, like shake them ropes with our buddy, Jeff Hawkins, uh, like Garrett kidney show, the TNA history pod. I think it's called, you got to be kidding me. So we'll, we'll be on, we'll be on that network with those guys. And then we also started something that's super exciting. JD, something you and I have been talking about doing for a long time. We actually started our own Patreon, man. And that's, that's kind of scary. Cause we're like asking people to, to pay to listen to us. But, um, we, we already have some subscribers, man, and we're going to be growing our content, uh, over there on that network
1: yeah man i mean this is really a a big step up for us i'm real excited about our patreon because we've been doing our when we moved to mike when we rebranded our show used to be braced for impact we started kind of doing these um historical retrospectives right and now we're going to bring that over with us to it because we still have to do the wcw invasion part two right mm-hmm. so i'm super excited to do that you and i are also going to be creating some patreon exclusive stuff um my writing that i was doing on substack is now just going to live on the on our mike and jd patreon feed man and then mike's going to bring back brace for impact i'm going to do something a little yeah. bit more AEW focused like we know that we're competing with a lot of a lot of top name, you know, people in this space. And if you're willing to give us some money every month and I, I, Mike and I both feel we kind of, we got of got to go above and beyond as much as we can to kind of give you guys a little something extra as like, you know, we owe it to you. So if you're on board already, thanks. If you're thinking about it, please consider. Cause you know, you're not going to find um, you're not going to find harder working guys. I don't think.
2: Yeah. So if you head over to uh, patreoncom patron.com slash the Mike and JD show, you can become a subscriber there. We actually just put up our um, part one of our WCW invasion of the WWF from 2001. We just put a part one for free. So if you want to just test that out um, go ahead and give it a shot and tell us what you think. And if, uh, and if you like it, uh, please think about plopping down five bucks and uh, to support the show, look, um, that Patreon is going to help kind of subsidize, Uh, how we do this because I got to tell you, my wife's not going to let me do it forever. If I don't make any money, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) then, and and like, uh, this is kind of how I pay for like the equipment and how I pay for the apps that I have and, and all that stuff uh, i got to i got to resubscribe to the uh, the impact subscription service now because i'm doing brace for impact again which i'm actually pretty excited about cuz a lot of people have been requesting it they they missed that show so um that is coming back that's going to be on patreon um and we also have our own youtube channel go to the uh, at the mike and jd show on youtube we're going to be posting a lot of clips and stuff like that a lot of stuff uh, fun stuff for you guys um but you know hey let's get right into the show man i know a lot of people didn't just want to They didn't want to hear us uh, talk too much just about uh, the the switchover because there's a lot of news that's going down right now. And for some reason, every time we're about to do something big, CM Punk likes to stir up shit. Uh, He is a boon to the podcast business. Honestly, he's a hero and a legend to all podcasters everywhere. CM Punk, thank you. But the king of collisions, CM Punk, is at it again.
1: You know, as a Chicago guy, I appreciate that CM Punk is willing to light things on fire and piss off everybody because it does nothing but help us. You and I typically get our best YouTube numbers when Punk is freaking out. Like, I just, I, I can't thank the man enough. I can't thank him enough,
2: really. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so our buddy BJ Bethel, friend of the show, he's from, uh, S E scoops. Uh, he said, the uh, the rumors are going around that many AEW talents have been booked for collision and then unbooked suddenly. And he named specifically Hangman Adam Page and Nick Nemeth. Uh, other reports surfaced that Matt Hardy was one of those names, Christopher Daniels, Isaiah Cassidy, which was unconfirmed. Uh, BJ then uh, goes on to say that Hangman Page was set to do a pre-tape at uh, Saturday's collision in Greensboro, uh, close to where Page lives. He was then told not to come to the building and that the pre-tape would occur off-site, uh, according to the story from BJ. So, But uh, that was a request from Puck. That's what BJ had said. But then Punk told uh, sources at this network, at Voices of Wrestling, on their Patreon, go to patreon.com slash voicesofwrestling or voicesofwrestling.com. Um, and uh, they, our guys had a story that um, they basically got it from the horse's mouth almost. Like Punk told their source directly that he had nothing to do with it. And in fact, um, there was a promo that Punk had cut after the show was over, that, trying to make a joke at uh, Paige's expense basically saying he wasn't a draw something like that the joke wasn't very good apparently peg uh, he warmer. actually reached
0: called yeah he called him a warmer. peg warmer
2: yeah um he ended up reaching out to apologize um but punk himself told a flagship source that he is 100% the reason that Nick Nemeth and Christopher Daniels who is talent relations were told not to come to collision um and this is stems uh, for Nick Nemeth it stem because uh, punk and nemeth had an altercation about nemeth was tweeting i don't know why nemeth feels like he can even say punk's name out loud i don't know like i don't know what the hell like how does this guy even have a job still trying
1: to try to score points with the guys on the other side right Uh, i mean unfortunately this is uh you know the lines are drawn to the scenes like you gotta kind of you gotta pick and choose but do you really have to pick and choose like when Mm -hmm. you're kind of lucky to have a job is it a good idea to try to piss off a guy who's
2: kind of volatile yeah, kind of. yeah. uh yeah, kind of more like, than valuable. And why would you do it in public if you're a jobber? Like I that that yeah. makes no sense to me. Like Could I you get imagine... some protection from the Could... from the elite, but come on. Can you
1: imagine Iron Mike Sharp talking shit about Hulk Hogan in 1986?
2: <laughs> yeah. It just it just doesn't it, it makes no damn sense to me. Um Daniel, oh, go ahead, JD. No, I was gonna say, you do know what really makes no sense to me is the reaction to this because
1: people love to freak out about everything Punk does. And, um, at our old show, and our old feed, we used to joke that uh, people like, oh, Punk's a politician, Punk's the worst politician in the world. He is so bad at playing this stuff because he takes things so personally and goes so over the top with his reactions. But, like, this isn't the first time a pro wrestler has has used his political power to get someone a job or to keep someone out of a job. Like the fact that people, the fact that you know, WWE has ruled as the, as the only power for so long that people really forget how things kind of used to be right. Like, have we forgotten about the click? and how they would just like destroy careers. Like Bam Bam Bigelow was set for a big baby face run after the, after the Lawrence Taylor match. that never happened. Hulk Hogan got George Scott fired as the booker in 1986 in WWF. Like this is not new. Like this is pro wrestling, but, but again, it's CM punk. So people kind of get a little bit more upset about it than anything else. So just stuff like that is wild to me, by the way, you know, who took over as Booker when, uh, when Hulk Hogan got George Scott fired in 86, you know, you took over. Mike, you're on mute.
2: <laughs> hey, are hey, we man. about to get fired already? <laughs> We're going to get uh, fired had...
1: already. Joe and Rich gonna be like, uh, what did we get into with these guys?
2: I, I had to mute because my daughter was uh, screaming down the stairs just now. But uh sounds like she's done. The tantrum is over. That's, um, a, that's but, a real but,
1: thing with parents, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, but please, yeah. JD, tell us who was the booker in 1986 when George Scott got fired.
1: Unofficially Hogan and Tito.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I I remember that story. Uh and I, I don't think that that many people know about that.
1: No, so that people go, How can Hulk Hogan have this much power? Well, it's not it's not unprecedented. In fact, no. usually the booker was the champion. Like this yeah. is this is wrestling. People have to stop thinking about it like you're working for, you know, um Apple or something like that or mm. X. Like this is this is kind of we're kind of overblowing this, but again, Punk does a pretty good job blowing these things up on his own. So I can't, yeah. I can't cover the well, guy.
2: It's because Punk has these little minions all over the internet that kind of like feed him shit to be mad about, you know? Like, I guarantee he has no idea who Nick Nemeth is. Like, and then he finds out, like, why is Dolph Ziggler's little brother talking shit about me? And then let me go confront this guy backstage. And uh, and then sure enough, he did. And now Nemeth is banned from collision. Uh, un- He's uh, officially not collider worthy. He
1: is not a collider. He's not worthy of being collided. So mm-hmm. he is now he is now relegated to, uh, ROH on Dynamite, where to be fair he's steering into the skid and is having people chant Hunk or something like that. I don't. I gotta actually watch next ROH show. So you know, kudos to AEW. Like when the Bucks are being passive aggressive, people are totally cool with it. But you know, that's just how these things go.
2: Well, people identify more with passive aggressive people these days. Punk that's is cool. kind of like a like a like. You know kind of a i don't want to say toxically masculine you know but i think no. that that's probably what more modern people would think that he is because he's like more in your face about stuff you know he's
1: confrontational
2: he's definitely more yes. confrontational.
1: like like on bte the, the bucks are making jokes about you know oh now you're stuck with us that kind of stuff yeah. so i mean like and the, clearly that's directed at punk but that's yeah. okay but again when punk does it he just one he's not funny Right. Like CM Punk is a lot of things, but he's not funny. So when he said I was trying to make jokes about Hangman, I was like, that did not not sound like jokes. No, no. The key with jokes, you got to be funny.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. very, Very, very funny. You know, Nemeth being barred, um, I don't think is really all that important. Um, but Christopher Daniels is what it is. Yeah. 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 I think that he should just be banned from both shows. I don't think he should be allowed to be there (laughs) because he's not any good, but Christopher Daniels being barred. That one surprised me because I don't know if he's the head of talent relations, but he's definitely like a guy in talent relations. He kind of helped build the company early on. Um, and him, he was so it says Daniels was banned because he was involved with brawl out and Punk is still pissed that A Steel was punished and Daniels wasn't. Now Fightful Select is now reporting that Steel was either granted back pay or they were trying to work out getting him back pay from the from the time that he was suspended, which is wild to me because yeah. last I didn't hear a, a single story about Christopher Daniels hitting somebody with a chair or biting a top star. I didn't hear any of that, but. Um, but punk is uh punk, so punk uh, apparently banned Daniels. He basically confirmed that to voices of wrestling. Um, but he's denying having anything to do with Matt Hardy being unbooked, and uh, nobody really knows about Isaiah Cassidy. That might have just been a coincidence. So,
1: well, Isaiah Cassidy's with Hardy, so I think yeah, he just kind of gets lumped in there. And it's from what Dave was saying, it's like it sounds like Tony Khan has kind of gone saying, okay, if anyone's got a problem with punk, we're just gonna gonna keep it away. And I, yeah, I kind of get that because like if you weren't trying to keep things harmonious, you know, you'll probably want to keep the people on who are going to get along with each other. Right. That makes, that makes sense to me. Like, is this a bit over the top? Is this AEW 90210? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, but I kind of understand, I kind of understand the reasoning behind things. Punk says he had nothing to do with the page thing. Tony just kind of did that to kind of keep peace and get out ahead of things. Mike, you've talked about that. Tony Khan needs to be a, better leader it doesn't seem like he's (laughs) willing to be a hatchet guy like they even made jokes about it this week on dynamite i mean i don't know man i don't know if this is i don't know if it's the right way to handle this but also don't know if it's the wrong way to handle it either because i mean they're on eggshells until they get this one billion dollar deal and you got to kind of keep you got to do your best to try to keep everybody happy i don't know i don't know what that is
2: yeah and i think that that billion dollar deal i think punk being a part of the company is attached to that like un- unofficially, right? Like I think everybody thinks that he's going to be a big part of that deal. So they got to keep him happy. I get the feeling that if they lose Punk, yeah, money will go down a little bit, but they're like one or two hot angles away from rebounding, right? I don't like, they have such a huge roster with so many talented and famous people. And we'll talk a little bit later that, 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 that might grow, uh, come, you know, coming up soon. Nobody knows We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, um, I, I think once they get that deal, um, maybe Punk will no longer have the power that he once had.
1: The way power ends in pro wrestling is you stop drawing. You stop being yeah. you stop being a commodity on your own. That's the one thing that you can say about Punk is that he's always kind of he's always kind of backed himself up. Now he's definitely put himself into a more difficult position on collision because collision's never gonna have great ratings, right? Yeah. It'll have good ratings for Saturdays. And it's just it's it's a tough spot and everybody realizes it. And as we've seen, the show is stronger. So no stronger with him than without him. But yeah. this is wrestling, man. I mean, like I said, Hulk Hogan did this kind of stuff. Shawn Michaels done this kind of stuff. Steve Austin did this. Like top mm-hmm. let's compare this to real sports too. If there's a conflict between the GM and a top star, who wins nine times out of ten?
2: It it depends on the top star, but it's like like uh, you know, the GM of the Cowboys. Should he use coach. Yeah, I should. I should have yeah. said coach. I should have said coach. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. So it, it it really it really depends on the team. So let's take the shitty Philadelphia Eagles who cheat in the NFC Championship game and hurt quarterbacks when they're not looking. Let's talk about those idiots. So if if there is a confrontation between Jalen Hurts and that dipshit Sirianni, the head coach, they're gonna keep Jalen Hurts and they're gonna get, they're gonna favor favor him. Now if it's the other way around. Right, say you're Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. Chances are you're gonna you're gonna favor Kyle Shanahan because they they feel like he's more important to the team than the success of their top star, right? Or their top star is probably like a guy like Fred Warner or George Kittle. You know what I mean? So it depends. So Chicago Bulls, if there was a big conflict between Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, I get the feeling Jackson's going bye bye. Jackson's gonna be coaching the fucking Indiana Pacers. You know what I mean? That um, happened with Doug not Collins. going anywhere. That's yes, what happened. Yes.
1: Doug Collins, yep. Doug Collins got fired from the Bulls and that's how Phil Jackson got brought in. I mean, this is this is sports. Whenever real sports mentality creeps into wrestling, people start freaking out about everything and it drives me crazy that we can never like have like real conversations because people are like all oh, I want sports wrestling, but like they really don't. Because whenever yeah. whenever start people acting like athletes or acting like professional athletes who aren't just happy to be there, they get all they got their panties all bundled up. And go, I can't do this. Like, it's just it's so annoying. And granted, Punk himself is annoying. But I just yeah. think I find a lot of this. I find a lot of this um stuff to be very overblown, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. And a lot of it is just sniping behind people's backs.
2: Well, and you know what it is, and um, I'm not going to name anybody by name, but when this stuff was breaking, like before the story's broken, we were talking to like two or three different people that had this story. You know what I mean? Before it actually hit the airwaves. And it it's Trump- because this company's leaking like a sieve. It's like worse than the Trump White House right? Like you're just hearing stuff all the time and they were really wanting to get this story out there. And BJ Bethel did a great job of getting it out there before everybody else. Um, Didn't get credit Fightful, but he, you know, he, he, he did a great job of getting that out there before everybody else. And, but you know, everybody had it all at the same time because people, people in the company were just trying to get the story out there to paint, you know, CM Punk in, in, in a bad light. And you know what, maybe he is a bad guy, you know, maybe he was being a jerk. Uh, it appears this time with Hangman Page, because the the Page side, the elite side, did go above and beyond to get out that CM Punk apologized and said he had nothing to do with it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna call that one good. Chances are Punk really didn't have anything to do with that one, but because people thought he did, to get Pages back. Instead of confronting the situation, they leak to the media, right? They leak to their uh-huh. friends in the media, hoping to be able to get the story out. And then now, now what do we have? These people that love their company so much, right? They leak this to the media, and now this is a bigger story than the biggest show in the history of wrestling outside of WWE in forever. This show was yep. gonna. This show is bigger than the Wembley show that that WWE did back in 1992. Right, so this is one of the biggest shows of all time. But here we are, instead of leading with these new matches for all in, we're talking about Punk's bullshit, and Punk is an asshole. Right? I don't think that's oh, to, no doubt. anybody could nobody can deny that. Mm-hmm. But I think the I think the guys that kind of like that were just trying so hard to to get everybody to talk about the story. They didn't do their company any favors. They didn't really. They didn't really uh, do a very good job, you know what I mean. But uh, the reporters did a great job, by the way, because they—they they ha- this is what they do for a living. They get these stories out, and they and they vetted it thoroughly. But you know that that uh, this sucks that the folks they did that, you know what I mean.
1: So what is your what is your stance on an athlete wanting to go through plate glass window? How do you feel about that, Mike?
2: Well, speaking of uh, 90210, um, (laughs) CM Punk and Jungle Boy had an issue over... Jack uh, Perry. He's Jack Perry now, not Jungle
1: Boy. Yeah,
2: he's always... Jungle Jack is what I'll call him. Uh, Jungle Jack, Luke Perry's kid from 90210. Um, Apparently, he was on collision in uh, in Canada back in June and July, and he was getting ready to take a vacation. And uh, so he wanted to get thrown into a plate glass window that was made out of real glass. Not the mm. sugar glass that Moxley always uses. He wanted real glass. And Punk said, keep that shit on Wednesdays, son. We ain't doing that around here. And apparently, Jungle Jack threw a tantrum.
1: Well, that's okay. Let's be real. Crush glass is what is used. If you watch a movie and some dude goes flying through a glass window, it's crushed glass. Right? It's made with sugar. We call, call it sugar glass. Right? That is yeah. that is what is used. Because real glass hurts. It's a lot thicker. Yes. Right? What happened? Okay. 19 uh 2000 bill goldberg remember that he tried to break the window on the car and he cut an artery he almost cut it i think he did cut an artery he he was out for a while yeah yeah like real glass can mess you up it can slice through muscle i mean like it's really really bad so i gotta and like and i saw some people's like oh man jack perry's kind of a badass for wanting to go through real glass no he's really kind of dumb if that was because <laughs> you can get yeah. really on like honest to god hurt for real so i gotta yeah. i gotta favor punk on this one like is he petty
2: in this case no i don't think so i think he's being smart i i i think he had it right and he wasn't the only one telling jack not to do that i guess like the producers and tony shivani and i guess the guy was throwing a fit so punk jumped in um Trying to take a leadership role, but Jack is, you know, aligned with those other guys, and so he probably wasn't taking that advice very well. And so now he's probably banned too. I don't, I don't know. Was his name on the band list? There were so many. I didn't see his name from the band list come out. Yeah, but it it might be. I
1: don't. Know, Punk and Christian <laughs> get along, so so Jack Perry might get longer rope than everybody else there. But I mean, like at some point, and that's part of being young right I, I i'm a high school teacher man i teach kids they want to do dumb shit all the time you've got to stop yeah. them from themselves at some point and say hey man you know uh you could get hurt now he said that like the guy was trying to get hurt so he wouldn't have to go to work and like yeah another one another point, was, well he actually had a vacation coming up part of me he's like hey aren't we trying to build this what's supposed to be the biggest show of all time and people are taking vacation time mm-hmm. when they work once twice a week i mean come on man like, i'm sorry i'm just going to come on man there's a time and a place for these kind of things especially when you're in an angle right now so um i kind of i i kind of can't shit on punk for this one
2: no no so i'm not blaming him i don't blame him for the jungle jack stuff all that look now guys we're not there in the room so we're just we're basing our opinions off of multiple stories that have been reported it could it could have very well been that Punk was the jerk the whole time and and Jungle Jack was just being a polite young gentleman. I get the feeling that's not the case though, so I'm gonna go ahead and side with Punk on that one. And then the the other stuff, you know, like it looks turns out he wasn't the one that uh, banned Hangman Page. Um, Nick Nemeth, I, I think everybody can agree that he should just be banned from all wrestling. Uh, Christopher Daniels, big time head scratcher for me. I'm not, I don't think I'm with that one. So, yeah, um, I'm with but, that. but you know what, look, he, he's he got a lot of control over what's going on over collision. He wants to have like a harmonious atmosphere, like a team atmosphere. They have a different vibe on that show. It's booked yep. way differently. You mm-hmm. know, they have like, you know, badass wrestling matches. They don't have the Texas chainsaw massacre more on that later. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, a, a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Um, and our guy, BJ, man, he was on it this week. He he had another big story that kind of blew up a little bit. Um, this is from BJ at uh, sescoops.com. He said, the AEW locker room is frustrated with all-in planning. Join the club, AEW locker room. I think we all were a little <laughs> bit frustrated. Um, he's reporting that a lot of people are upset about Wembley. That's a quote uh, one wrestler told him. Maybe if it were just Wembley, it'd be different. But with everything that's happened over the last year, it's becoming the one major issue. People want to know if they're going to London what the card is going to be. It's a show everyone wants to be on. It's like a WrestleMania three or maybe our WrestleMania one, but there isn't any urgency and people are scared. We aren't going to live up to this moment. Uh, JD, what are your thoughts on the buildup for all in and do, do wrestlers have a, have a, a legitimate gripe here?
1: What are my thoughts on the build? I mean, like, okay, this is a hot take. AEW doesn't build their shows until late in the game. They just yeah. don't. And this has been every pay-per-view cycle. And we had this conversation every pay-per-view cycle. And I think what I finally come to realize is people just want these builds. They want these shows, the TV shows, to be all about the upcoming pay-per-view. They just do. And, like, they say, no, I want the shows to matter more than anything – but I mean, like every week it's like, Oh, what are we building pay-per-view? Why aren't we building the pay-per-view? Why aren't we building the pay-per-view? And they are building the pay-per-view. They just don't tell you. Like they never said, like they started building the main event. I was there in Chicago. Last time they came through Chicago, when they announced the, um, thank you sam like and they announced the uh the what do you call it the the limit the, the battle bowl what i forget what they call battle bowl right the, their version of it what what aew it was like the yeah blind... what was aew called the blind yeah they it was made... the blind eliminator tournament it was that's stupid. what it was oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah it was stupid but and to be fair everyone shit on when they did the whole thing with mjf and cole and that i did too i was like oh this is gonna be dumb it worked. It's the hottest thing in the company right now. That was in June. <laughs> that was in June. So they've been yeah. building the main event for this show since June, right? Yeah. But they just didn't say this is what the main event is going to be. They're letting, they do a different approach. They let things kind of play out. And I just think that wrestling bands just want to be told this is what it's going to be rather than letting it evolve before their eyes. Now, does the under, has every match of the undercard been developed like that? No, but it's the fucking
2: undercard. The yeah, main event a is lot really of matters. those a lot of those are booked this week because um they involve people that had been in Japan as part of the G1 and so they w- not not everybody but you know Eddie Kingston, Will Ospreay and some of these other cats they they were they were not, you know, available for the show so they waited till this week to to start the build for them. And then I think they had some ideas that had fallen through and then they kind of rearranged a little bit I've heard The in card has been written and rewritten a few times, which happens on these big shows. And it looks like they're trying to get everybody on the show, which is why we're getting a trios match with Kenny Omega instead of just Kenny Omega versus Takesta, because they are literally trying to get everybody on the card. So it's like to a lot of fans frustration, but I, so I, I don't quite understand the fan frustration. I think, fans can be a little bit too smart for their own good. I think they're like, Hey, look, if I were promoting this, this is what I would do. You're not promoting it. You know what I mean? It's not your, your cash. You're probably going to watch anyway. So I don't really, I don't really see their point. Right. But the wrestlers, you got to know if you're going to London that weekend, that's that's like, that's a big trip. Right. You, You know what I mean? So like, and I, and I look at it from, from my perspective, there's been times where I thought I was booked for like a training thing. Um, you know, I was like, okay, my, the air force is going to send me here and we're waiting and waiting and waiting for confirmation. And then I don't get confirmation until like a week out. And now I have to rearrange my whole schedule. I got to, you know, confirm with my wife, you know, and if, and if it's like a, a, a trip that's kind of, you know, close by, can I bring my family to it? Can we book a bigger hotel? Do I need to get a rental car? Do I need to, you know what I mean? So like, it becomes like a bigger deal. So I get the wrestler frustration and I'm kind of on their side yeah, I get a that. lot of them don't know whether or not they're they're going to London I, I think that's an issue and that's something that that they need to get a grasp on and um, and you know Tony has to just do a better job of making sure that they have better communication uh, up up and down the chain of command there they're in aew I, I just uh, my my commander that I have right now he just came from uh, I think he was in Nebraska he said you want you want to get the water all the way down to the back of the row right? If you're doing crops, you want to make sure the water flows all the way back to the back of the row. And that's the same way with communication, right? So when you're at the top of the, when you're at the top, you need to make sure that your communication is flowing all the way down to the lowest level that where everybody has like a clear idea of what's going to happen. And it doesn't appear that that's happening in AEW and people are frustrated because of it. No, and I get that. But at the same time if you're
1: featured on TV every week and you're in an ongoing storyline, there's a good chance you're going to be on the show. Hey, Dave, Dave, this is my, my guy from Superhero Speak. Thanks for helping out. Oh. Dave you a huge yeah. assist with <laughs> actually getting this going. This is our own live stream. Where, yes. uh, the Mike and JD show is officially partnered up with Superhero Speak, my other podcast, getting this live stream going. Thanks, my man. Appreciate that. Now, yeah, um, thanks, David. Yeah, as you were saying, Mike, I think that if you're a wrestler, if you're on the show every single week and you're doing something, there's a pretty good chance you're going. But I think a lot of the people are the ones who are kind of on the bubble who aren't as active. So I think they just want to be a part of it. Yeah. Right. And at the same time, I want you to go back to the WrestleMania three show and tell me how many of those undercard matches were a big part of WWF television in 1987. You'll surprise yourself. Yeah. So,
2: Yeah. you know, wait, wait, are you, do, hey JD? Are you, are you telling me right now? Are you sitting here and telling me? I'm that telling you King Kong, that King Kong Bundy was not feuding with those little guys the entire year and the build up to their big match at WrestleMania 3?
1: That's exactly what I'm telling you. You know, what, I will tell you also, you know, it's <laughs> funny too. Do you know who Ho- Hogan was feuding with Andre on TV, right? But that was like a short build too. Like that wasn't like months and months and months of build. Like they kind of made yeah. that kind of happened, like fairly quick, in terms, especially in terms of, of mid 80s WWF television hogan was feuding with kamala and kamala's not on that show hogan was selling out buildings with kamala literally across the country before wrestlemania 3 and that dude was nowhere to be seen now the story of the rumor has always been that like well they they kept kamala on ice in case andre couldn't go then they would have something to fall back on that would have been a huge disappointment by the way (laughs) yes yeah but like these this happens man and it sucks believe me if you're a wrestler i get it but if you're a fan and you want because this is the truth fans want everybody on these shows but they don't want four hour shows right we want everybody all our favorites we want all our favorites on the show Mm -hmm. but we don't want to watch it for four hours so what's the solution we're gonna get some tag matches right
2: we we want we want all of our wrestlers to get booked Right, um, but we don't want them booked in multiple person matches because that's lame uh, we don't want them booked in battle royals but we also don't want a four and a half hour pay-per-view so we don't know what we want <laughs>
1: that's exactly what it is but they yeah. just they they and they but to be fair they just know it's not what they're seeing and i understand yeah. that larry our good friend larry stern has got a good comment the problem with aw fans they spend too much time fantasy booking and if they don't they had uh and if they don't get what they had in their head they complain that's true same thing happens yeah. with comic fans um you know movie fans i'd say sports fans too like every sports fan oh. is a better coach than the guys that are actually doing the job
2: i i'm telling you right now i've been trying to book the 49ers lineup right now and if shanahan goes against the lineup that I have presented to him on the internet, I'm going to be pissed. So um, because you know, because you know know better. That's just how it goes. I'm 40 and I've been an expert for 40 years. I know this stuff. I've I've been a football watcher my whole, I played, I was on the Exeter union high school uh, practice squad uh, circa 1999. I know what I'm talking about guys. Um, see, and I like, wasn't, no, I wasn't all
1: state football player and I'll be the first <laughs> to tell you, I don't know shit about football. I couldn't tell you anything. I coached football in high school for one year and I sat there shrugging my shoulders. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here or what you expect. Yeah. from me. So yeah. I have a, not a hard time swallowing my ego. Our good buddy, <laughs> Dr. Pre, boys just joined. Him on so I'm so happy to see you to get your opportunity to shine information mike tonight's why files was the first boring one in forever dude mike sent me a, a screenshot because we we're talking about lighting yeah. for the show of the Y files for the first i had no idea what this show is i don't you, know you've what never that seen is. the Y files I've never even heard of it dude what is the Y you, files
2: okay okay well so you ufos conspiracies oh. um uh mothman uh aliens uh ghosts shadow people cia mk ultra um, operation minced meat, everything that you can imagine in like 30 to 45 minute episode. This guy does it all. And, uh, Dr. Preet, the love doctor, um, Dr. Thugonomics, Preet, he uh, turned me on to that show. I watch it religiously every single week. It's free on YouTube and the guy does a great job. And he has like a little goldfish that heckles him during the show. And it's pretty funny. He does. what? This, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a little goldfish. It's like floating there, but it's got like a fake, like his mouth, like it like, comes through it. And then like, it starts oh. like heckling him during, it's called Hecklefish. I like Davey, I can't recommend that show enough. It's, it's like addictive. Davey,
1: like David yeah. Goliath, that kind of stuff. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 it, dude. It's, it's pretty good. And they, they, they go into some really off the wall stories. Uh, I, I love that show. I was actually watching his Q and a a little bit on uh, Twitter tonight, waiting for this show. And I was like, Oh wow, that guy's lighting is great. So now I got to go try to copy his lighting. He does
1: a good lighting job. Like I, I was pretty impressed when you showed that to me. So, uh, yeah, he was cool. We had, we, I don't know what the hell we're talking about anymore.
2: We got off yeah, on our own, one tangent. Yeah, we, we we were just talking about all in and the frustration with oh, the, yeah. the locker room. And I, I I I think I think the the wrestlers have a gripe. I think the fans need to chill out a little bit. This is still going to be probably the biggest event of all time. And plus, they got all out. That's a week later, so they do have to save a little bit for all out. Um, and they have to sell both pay per views, which I think you know is kind of a mistake by AEW trying to do 2 oh, pay-per-views back-to-back like that so
1: huge i've been um very vocal about that i'm not a big yeah. complainer fan but i don't like spending money i'm pretty cheap so yeah. um I, notoriously i i don't think this was meant to be two pay-per-views back to back weeks because the only time i don't think so either right tuesday in texas it's the only time that ever happened before and that was kind of a disaster so And that's the thing. People want all the big matches for London. Well, I want this big match in Wembley. Well, I got tickets to all out in Chicago. I want something good too, man. So (laughs) God, you guys are getting Cole versus uh, MJF. Let us get Kenny and Takeshita for God's sake. Yeah.
2: yeah. It looks like a J.D. I think the, I think the flagship just ended. So hold on. The flagship just ended because it let the, the VOW flagship migration begin. So everybody that was watching the flagship, welcome. Welcome to the Mike and JD show. Welcome, Lee, um, hey, and then thanks, of course, guys. and then of course, our new bosses, our very handsome, sex having, and grass touching bosses, uh, Rich and Joe. Thank you, guys. Uh, welcome to the network. Guys, have a great show. I'm exhausted from the flagship. <laughs> uh, I, I I I bet you are. Uh, go get into some boner jams, my friends. We will hold it down right here on the Voices of Wrestling Network. Um, but jams. yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but yeah, I I think I, I I think that the that the AEW roster has a great, right, but everybody else needs to just uh, chill out. And I I think both shows are going to be awesome. I am not looking forward to spending money. And newsflash, guys, uh, I I will have I will have a link ready to go, <laughs> so I will not be buying either. See- Oh, see, we got a lot more. We got a lot more people paying attention to us now. So you got to be a little more careful
1: about how yeah. when you brag about how you, per, you choose to partake in these shows. Um, we talked yeah. about people like not being happy with booking and stuff like that. We I don't know if you looked at your phone, but we just got a text from our good buddy John Muse. We Mike oh. and I literally talk to John Muse every day. He just watched Impact. Um. I like talking to John because John thinks about, doesn't just think about things from a fan perspective because the fan just wants to go a game, everything all the time. Like, like God, a game. -game. Yeah. A game. You can't do that. Like, it's just not possible. So I like, I like sitting back and I like talking to John because again, I tend to look at these things from a literary perspective. I'm a writer, right? You know, I think about this, what's character a doing? What's his motivation? What's the story? Blah, blah, blah. John will sit there and talk to me about things from like, how does this work with this? Where are you going with that? Is this possible here? Like he thinks about things like a guy who's actually booked wrestling because news, you know, spoiler alert, he actually has booked wrestling. Yeah. So I tend to take his criticisms for stuff. And there's times where he's like, you know, I don't know if this stuff works. I me mean, not just AEW, but just like, you know, we'll talk about impact sometimes. We'll talk about WWE. So like when when John has things to say, I'll sit back and, and just shut my mouth and and listen. And it, his stuff tends to make more sense because I I hate going into like Twitter or discord channels and it's just fantasy booking and people getting an idea of their, in their own head of what something should be and not understanding why it can't be that. And then getting mad. Right. It's yeah. like being mad. It's like going to see the dark Knight and being mad that they didn't use the Batman villain that you wanted. So now you hate the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, wrestling fans uh wrestling fans want pro wrestling to be a choose your own adventure story. You know, and it just, sorry guys, it just, it just isn't that, you know, a lot of times. Sometimes it can be that, but for the most part, it's just not. And that, and choose your own adventure stories suck. Like there's, never been, no, there's <laughs> never been a good
1: one. No, there's never been a good one. There's never been a good choose your own adventure story. They're all bad. always. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: More yeah. on John Muse uh, later
1: because he gave me a good, yeah, he gave me a good, he gave me a good little note when we get to the Texas chainsaw so thing.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, Diego, welcome to the show, my buddy. Uh, he Diego. He's really been a big supporter of ours for a yeah. long time. Uh, Dakota says, it feels like one of these shows was supposed to happen on Max. Yeah. You know what? I yeah. I think so too. Yeah, you know, me too. And, and, and then and then Max said that they probably, or that Max said that they didn't have that capability, but they, they do now, apparently. So it was just like a little bit too little too late. They didn't really have all their ducks in a row before they booked it. And sometimes them's the breaks, you know what I mean. So uh, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it happened. And then uh, uh boner jams—that was never discussed. That's uh, that's rich. So well, and there um, and there we go. Now we're fired. <laughs> yeah, we already got in trouble. Sorry, guys. Damn. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, actually, WWE had back-to-back a week PLEs during the pandemic. That's how we're okay. So that's a little bit different because you're getting that on the WWE network and Peacock. You weren't paying fifty bucks. You know, it's it's five. I think I pay. I'm paying 11.99 now or something like that so a little bit different um but I, I see where you're I see where you're going
1: with that you're asking me for a hundred dollars for two yeah. shows right or is it 120 I forget if it's 60 or 50 it's bucks. There, it's
2: 50 bucks a show domestically and then I think overseas in some markets it's 40 and in some markets it's like 25 depending on the I country, bought, but
1: I bought tickets so it's even worse yeah. for me. I mean this is I just they're asking it's a big ask. Yeah, right? it's a big ask. I think they're gonna wind up regretting the second show. I really do. I think the first what? show could work.
2: The second one, uh, I'm not sure. I what what you know what? One of them can suffer, or both could suffer, um, because people might pick and choose. And the all out one, or I'm sorry, all in is actually gonna be earlier on Saturday, like during the day. Uh, thankfully, there's no college football on, so there's not gonna be a there's not gonna be a ton of competition on television. But I'm gonna tell you right now, like there's a competition at my house. Because I got to go take my wife and kid out to do shit during the day. <laughs> so, like, it's 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 really difficult. You know what I mean? What time is it starting in Honolulu? So, I so John, Muse texted me and said to set my alarm because I believe that Adam Cole and MJF is set to come on at 6 a.m. But I'll be up. I, I, I'm an early riser, so I'll get the up at main 5.
1: The main event, Adam
2: Cole, Cole, or the the tag team match? The tag team match. So the beginning. So zero hour will be at 6 a.m. Honolulu time. Um, Because I'm six hours behind the East Coast right now. I'm five hours behind you. So right now, here in Honolulu, it's 6.11 p.m. So, um, yeah. So thank you for staying up all night with us, folks. (laughs) It's still still daylight where I'm at. Um, I hate you so so much. Hey, for everybody that just left the flagship, I know you probably came here hoping to get more AEW talk. We will have more AEW talk a little bit later, but right now we got to get into a little bit of WWE talk because um, Edge, uh, Adam Copeland himself, Sexton Hardcastle, he appears to be finishing up with uh, WWE. He's got a match coming up against Sheamus, and apparently that's the last that's the last one on his uh, on his contract. And there's some rumors out there that AEW might be in play here. I
1: wouldn't. So this is one of these things, right? Where people I talk about, people get something in their head, and then if it doesn't happen, they get disappointed, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. This dude is currently still employed by WWE, but there are fans somewhere that have already decided that Adam Copeland will be debuting in Wembley Stadium. And I don't even know if that's possible, yeah, right? I don't,
2: I don't I, know what the contract looks like.
1: Yeah, nor do I. I mean, like, he won't have a 90-day sit-out because the contract is expired. Dude is 50. He is in good shape. And now people are like, I think people are down in the work, but I also wonder how much that is what is just WWE work style, right? Yeah. Especially with WWE work style, with what's expected from a guy that age, like mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think I got a softer spot for Edge than most people. Like I would be. Yeah. Hey JD, be super curious. What's wrong?
2: Hold hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold on. I got I got heat with one suit, Williams. So yes, uh, it's voices of wrestling up, up all night. Yes, thank you for the reference. But hold on. Jenny Garth suit, he says, where's Jenny Garth whoever have her the
1: Sheer, it? Was, man. it was Ronda
2: Shear, man.
1: What are you doing, suit? Oh, <laughs> dude, you know who just died reading that? Garrett, Garrett Gonzalez. Oh, that I just know. killed yeah. him. Somewhere, I don't even know if Garrett's up watching, but somewhere his heart hurts and he doesn't know why.
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Jenny Garth was it? That was the chick from 902 and right? I, or was that Melrose place? No,
1: no, no, no. It's 90210. I know Jenny 90210. Garth is Two and Please don't ask me the character name. I did not watch the
2: show, yeah, but I know uh, for I, a fact. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody in the chat is a nine zero two and zero fanatic. Uh, I I happen to not be. So finish what you were saying. So Edge, you know, oh yeah, it might not be I, possible that you show up it all in, but people are fantasy booking that. People
1: are fantasy booking it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Edge and Christian doing some some dickery together might be interesting. Um, it could be a big moment. Like um, we have a buddy who'll go nameless who said, you know, what would be a good thing is if you put, if you have Adam Cole and M- and MJF win the ROH titles. And then, as the zero hour is ending, Edge or Adam Copeland, whoever steps out of a car. Yeah. And that would be a nice, um, we'll go nameless. But I'm like, that's a good idea. I like that idea. So maybe that's something. I'm not going to get mad if it doesn't happen because, again, that's not, that's a good chance that's not reality. But
2: right. It's just a cool idea. Twitter like fantasy booking so some people will then manifest that as like oh um AEW's leaking this so it must be happening well that's not really the case no and that's just that's just you creating an expectation that you're holding the company to that they don't even know about yet that they didn't agree to right um we do that with people in our lives a lot of times we have expectations for them they don't meet they didn't know about it not their obligation to meet it that's kind of what's happening there but if edge does come in to AEW does he go by Adam Copeland or does he just pick another U2 name does he go Bono or maybe larry mullen the drummer what What are we doing here what do we think
1: I've been sitting on that joke all day i
2: told the joke earlier you guys i know because
1: I, <laughs> I heard it six hours ago so i was i was ready for it now i was uh. workshopping it in the chat so <laughs> um yeah i don't know yeah. i think he's good yeah. uh, or does he become sex and heart castle again
2: uh i think that would be cool um <laughs> uh Speaking of no longer with WWE, it looks like, uh, Lacey Evans is gone. Um, she was the, uh, the Marine chick. She was, her, she's around for a little bit. She got so many starts and stops. I don't think that they ever really like, like, it seemed like they were getting fully behind her. Then they would just pull the plug and then they would get behind her. And then they would pull the plug. Some rumors are out there as to why that might be. I'm not really qualified to get we into that. that. Yeah. We ain't going to touch that. that. Nope. Nope. They don't pay us enough for that. But, um, so, um, you know, it looks like, looks like she's gone. Um, you know, people are saying that maybe impact would be interested in her, man. I don't think so. I, I think it's only a matter of time before she's like slinging pics of her fallopian tubes on the internet. I don't know what's going on with that one. I think she's already like, uh, I think she's even starting up a diner or something too. That's a weird one. Like, I don't know, like
1: at no point I've ever woken up in the middle of night and looked at myself and but god damn it i need to open a waffle house <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that's just that's never that's never entered my imagination at all um they had a lot of pl- i mean like when you look at her she's got like the vince mcmahon thing written all over her right yeah. attractive blonde you know what seems to be all, all, all
2: american all you know, american yeah and they were saying that she might be pro-trump or something like that you know like just kind of like like vince mcmahon's like idea of what a wrestler is you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah exactly um just didn't work uh truth be
2: told i thought the slaughter idea was kind of good like <laughs> i, I kind of dug it because me too you know, sla- Slaughter was catching heat cause he was never actually military, which by the way, like a lot of people are coming after that guy. I've watched so many movies and none of those actors are ever in the military does not bother me. Uh, no. people are like Mike, you're, you're in the military. What do you think? Don't give a fuck. I like Sergeant Slaughter. Most of us do.
1: Yeah. Um, these are not real people. Sergeant Slaughter yeah. is a fictional <laughs> character. He also, he also did not serve in GI Joe. This might no. shock you to know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, I don't know, man. I thought I'm like, this has potential because the slaughter gimmick, I think could still work today. Like I'm sure you, you, you had a drill sergeant at some point that you probably didn't like I'm imagining. Right. Or did I make that up in my head?
2: I no, no, no. I had this guy. Um, he was like six foot four um, super fit. And for whatever reason, he had the, the super long fingernails and he would get right up into your face and he would like knife hand you right in your face. And like his fingernails would get so close to your eye, you're thinking he's about to claw your eyes out. It was the weirdest thing. And he would say all this awful shit to us. I think, I don't know if he got in trouble for doing that. Um, but he eventually like in like week five, he had gotten replaced. Cause, um, you know, people can make all the jokes they want in the air force. It is a bit kinder and softer, and so we had a guy come in like in week five and he was very nice to us. He was great. I'm but, blown away. The that original guy.
1: I'm blown away. He's yeah. allowed to have like long, like Freddy Krueger fingers. That blows honestly, my
2: mind. yeah, honestly, like I, I, I'm a master sergeant now. And if I see people with like super, super, super long fingernails, that look unnatural. Like I got to got a like, Hey, you need to go take care of that. You know, that's you're out of regs. But uh, this dude, for whatever reason, just I just remember him having super long fingernails.
1: That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, like I was saying, I think I think the slaughter gimmick could work. Sue Williams in the chat just said get her in AAA with Sam Adonis, Conan Booker. Well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right. So,
2: but here here's here's the thing with um, with someone like Lacey Evans, right? Um, she she has a lot of other qualities. She don't need to take bumps the rest of her life. She can have a really sustainable income without without ever taking another bump and i just i just i just see her and i just she was never a person that worked indies before like she didn't come up through the ranks she went straight over there she doesn't appear to be somebody there's like a hardcore wrestling fan i just don't if you told her what AAA was she probably wouldn't even know and I, I could that's be wrong part. about that and i hope i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong um, i hope uh i hope uh she you know is a huge wrestling fan and is willing to go hustle on the indies i just don't see it I got a buddy
1: who works in the who's in the PC, no names.
2: Um, he was talking about because
1: I asked him about the injury, right? And he's like, nobody here really knows how to train. Like they never train like athletes. Like we have a lot of people that you know um like to work out, but don't really know how to train. And he says a lot of people here really aren't wrestling fans. So if WWE doesn't work out, they're like, Well, WWE didn't work out, I guess this isn't for me, which is why you see so how many times on Twitter do you see the guy post you're not heard the last to me, and you never here, you mm-hmm. know, again, like here at all the time. Yeah. So, um, I could see her being one of those. I would be yeah. more surprised if, like, I'm, I, I would be surprised. I don't know. Maybe not Court Bauer. Court Bauer seems to, you know, be the the weird, the weird wrestler whisperer, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I guess anything is possible. But I think I'd be more surprised to see her fall back into pro wrestling because, quite frankly, it doesn't seem to have worked out for her.
2: No, no. Uh, hold on, our old bosses are here. Oh um, yeah, so I can't believe suit said Jenny Garth. That's from the that, would, that, would, that would be account. Garrett. That would be Garrett. Yes, I Garrett. told you.
1: That's why he came in because he felt it. <laughs> he was like, something is wrong with my heart. I need to check on yeah. Mike and JD right now. And then well, if, it, anyone,
2: if anyone, anyone at any time, anywhere in the world is talking shit about 902, I know Garrett's Garrett, going to find out about it and come uh, get on the attack. So <laughs> everyone should yeah. have
1: someone as loyal to them in their life as
2: Garrett. 902 the 90210. <laughs> <laughs> um, our art so she's gonna go by uh Macy Estrella from here on out. So there you go. Um so good, cool. I guess good luck, Lacey Evans. We'll see where she ends up. Um I, I just don't I just don't see indies or impact or AEW or anything like that. So yeah. um mm-hmm. who knows what she's gonna be up to, man. Um, speaking of guys who left WWE and never made it, um Enzo Amore. What is this, dude? Enzo Amore got himself booked in new Japan at the all-star junior festival this weekend. And he stated in an interview, I don't know who he was talking to. Um, I am not a real journalist. I didn't look that part up, but he, he stated, uh, I'll end up at the Tokyo dome. If I get the chance to do what I do in new Japan. So is he going to go clean the bathroom floors? What's he going to do in the Tokyo dome? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted by this remark, especially as a junior heavyweight. Right, Enzo Amore? Like well, former
2: WWE cruiserweight champion. (sighs) Stop it. He defeated Um, he defeated Pac. He kicked Pac's ass, honestly. He he beat the shit out of Pac. Pac was a jump compared to (laughs) numbsk.
1: Don't don't just stop. (laughs) Um but like, okay, so this guy's been like persona on grata for years. Do you remember at the Madison Square Garden show when the two of them showed up and that the whole crowd went? Oh, this fucking sucks! And they just took a giant yeah. shit on it, and like rightfully so. What? How? How did this happen?
2: Like, is like I I, I assume this has to be Rocky Romero, right? Like, I I don't well, know how? that he books all the U.S. shows, but I've heard that. So I mean, it makes sense. Like rock i don't know like does enzo's got friends in places though like the guy keeps getting booked on all these he indie does. shows he was just an ml he was just an mlw uh newsflash shocker that it didn't work out yeah
1: but I, I said he could whisper to the the weird wrestlers and say he made them all work i mean like court bauer does have a good reputation for like rehabilitating some careers uh low-key being probably the best example of it but just i i can't fit fa- i think i i, I I struggle even putting this into words because I can't imagine what Enzo a real one, whatever he's calling himself these days is like on a new Japan show. Like what does he do? Like, how does this, how does this work? Cause he's not a good worker. He's not a good bumper. Like he can talk, but I mean, it's, it's, New it's, Japan. but his,
2: his act was stale a long time. Five ago. years ago. So dude. So when MLW went to reels, I I actually, I gave it a shot because I had a friend that worked at, I still have a friend that works at Reels, and he was excited about it, and me and him were texting about it, and I wanted to support Reels, and I wanted to support my friend, so I I went ahead and and kicked on MLW on Reels to to check the show out, and the first 30 minutes of that show was Enzo Amore trying to do his WWE shtick in front of about 125 people. That did not care And of course the, the crowd was mic so poorly You couldn't really hear anything And then you had Joe Dumbrowski doing his commentary Joe's great But then you had Mike, Matt Stryker doing commentary in his bathroom like um, the, the, the whole thing was all over the place And I never picked it back up I never watched MLW again But he was so awful on that show I can't imagine somebody from New Japan Watching that and being like You know what? We need that guy on our show That's a guy that we need to have
1: when they tried to book Marty Skrull, I mean, at least that guy could have good matches.
2: Hey, John Muse, nothing. John, he does nothing yeah. but talk. And he, doesn't talk does, yeah. that way. No, like, I mean, he used to talk pretty well. Like I'll, I'll be honest, like when he was in NXT and I, so yes. I went to the, um I went to the, I went to the famed um pre WrestleMania NXT show that was in San Jose um and he was on that him and him and big cast who i'm actually a big fan of the new big cast w morrissey and impact what's his name big, big bill big, now i
1: big bill i big bill i,
2: I didn't like big cast as a wrestler but when he he was an impact I, I i really liked him there and i like what he's doing now with the cage tag team but him him and big cast they were like like next to charlotte i would say probably the stars of that show like yeah. they just had the crowd and there was we were just sold out, and everybody was going crazy, just singing right along with that guy. And then when he got to he got to the main roster, he was over for like a summer, uh, and then er- like everybody backstage was soured on the guy. And then they realized, okay, unless he's doing that shtick at the beginning of the match, he doesn't really have anything else to offer, and that shtick is going to grow old over time. You can't keep doing that week after week after week because then you have nothing left. Think Road Dog, right? That's he had the same act as road dog same act as road dog Um, except you know road dog was from the armstrong family could work a little bit better than enzo more But but after a while even that stick got old and so they would have to kick him out Like he would have to go away for a while and come back repackaged go away for a while Come back with the uh, on the truth killings as a tag team partner go away for a while. he went to tna and then he came back You know, so like th- it was the same thing. I just don't see the value in bringing this guy in into it. And then he's just doing a trios match, but I just, I just don't get it. It's been like six years,
1: right? Since he's been relevant five or six years. Yeah. I just don't, this is like mind boggling. Like new Japan does some weird stuff from time to time, but this is just one. Like, I, I, I can't
2: even make jokes. I'm so confused by it. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, John muse. Wait, should I should I debut the button? Should oh, I yeah, debut, burn, the button? debut the button. Yeah, debut the button.
1: Breaking news. You know what? The, the, the move over to the new network, we really should have changed that from Brace for Impact. <laughs> it, still
2: says, it still says Brace for Impact. That's fantastic. <laughs> it haven't been Brace
1: for Impact in <laughs> months, but you know, Month. it's still breaking news. Uh, so.
2: John Muse, uh, breaking news. Border City Wrestling announced that Kaito Kiyomiya Will be oh. appearing in Windsor for BCW's 30th anniversary show on October 7th. Uh that's pretty cool. You know, Scott Damore owns that. Maybe, uh, maybe Impact will get some dates on Kaido. That would be cool.
1: I would like to see Impact do some work with Noah. You know, uh um, yeah. hey Justin, let's get on that. So yeah, not that he has any control. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig that. So uh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, John Muse um, got a couple more topics and then we're going to, we're going to say sayonara for tonight. Um, Dark side of the ring looking for new episode ideas. And I mean, they got to do the fall of TNA, right? I mean, we've been listening to the lapsed fan total nonstop Hogan. They got to start Hogan. Get into Dixie losing the Spike TV deal, then getting kicked off a of Destination America. Billy Corgan comes in, they get the big lawsuit going, and then they and then a positive outcome. They get bought by Anthem, and then they they this year is like one of their biggest money years they've had for or forever. So I mean, they got to do the fall of TNA, and then you know with a positive story that Impact was created out of that, right?
1: I, I, sure, I can't do another Vince Russo, dark side of the road. Oh. Like it's Can just more. Leave- it's just, yeah. more, but you can't leave Russo out because yeah. his, his dumbass sending emails is what ruined the not really ruined it. But I mean, like it was already ruined, but I mean like his dipshit ass sending emails is kind of what got this whole thing started. Right. So you have to have Vince Russo's bro, bro version of the story.
2: Yeah. Right? And then saying, bro, I don't understand the ratings were up, bro. And they still canceled us. They don't know what they're doing over there. Yes, the creators of Yellowstone don't know what they're doing. Uh, don't know how to produce great television. Um, e- e- but, I mean, I think I th- I think that story needs to be told, and I think those are probably the guys that need to tell it. Unfortunately, they can't tell that story well enough in 40 minutes. They, it's got to be a two-parter. Like, they really need to go in depth. They got to bring, I, I mean, Russo's got to be a part of it. Dixie's got to be a part of it. Jeff, you, Eric you Bischoff. Have-
1: you got to get I mean, the Hogan Harris. would never do it but yeah. You got to get the Harris Twins involved because the whole thing with Arrow Lux. Yeah. Right? Um, you need Corgi. Yeah. yeah. Like this is it's a I mean honest to god, it's a great story. I've always said that there's a great TNA book that someone needs to write. I think you said someone's working on it but that was might have been a while ago. Like I don't know if I want to see a Dark cuz Dark Side is so like over sensationalized, right? Like with just it's a Dark Side thing. Uh Sue says I wanted to I watched that Bash Speed episode and I wanted to strangle Russo. Yeah. Um, Sound like Jim Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I, I agree. I watched that bash episode and yes, he was he was insufferable. Absolutely. He is one of the most
1: in a, in the in professional wrestling, a place where there are quite a few questionable characters, he might be the least likable person who hasn't killed anybody in pro wrestling.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he hasn't killed people, but he's definitely killed companies. Uh, oh, he's WCW, uh, WCW and TNA. Being, TNA like there's a- He wasn't the sole reason, but he was a big part of why both those companies failed. And I'm and I'm separate guys and I'm separating TNA from impact because, yes, impact bought it from the ashes and they've they're doing a great job. They're kind of on an upward trajectory right now. So I separate those two companies. So he absolutely like helped kill TNA.
1: Oh, yeah. He well, first of all, he helped name TNA, right? The fact that we had to call a company TNA wrestling. Like I was so embarrassing when I would tell, Oh, what are you going home and watch tonight? Um, t- TNA wrestling. You're gonna watch what? Like, <laughs> God, I like you just get you get those looks from people like, oh, you're you watch rest, that kind of wrestling, you are a complete scus bag. And then you yeah, have to go well, and yeah. Miami. He
2: also he he also had puppet masturbating in a trash can, right? Like oh, whack is... <laughs> it off in a trash can. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't upload oh. that clip. That clip was coming back to the show. Uh, I just yes. don't know if we can use it live on YouTube. I, I'm afraid. Oh, I don't that, know. Uh, uh, yeah, because it's an actual TNA clip. I'm afraid that we might get <clears throat> in trouble for that. So I didn't upload it yet. I'm not so sure about we'll, we'll that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I I don't know, man. Is it a hot take to say that I'm kind of over Dark Side of the Ring? Like I. I think they really peaked with the Owen episode and I don't I, find you know myself enjoying them as much.
2: You know, I, I, I liked, I liked the bash episode this year. I liked the Matt Bourne episode because I didn't know much about his story. Fair. And okay. I, I like documentaries that I actually learned from. Mm-hmm. I, but I do agree with you. I think that the Owen Hart one was absolutely the best because I, not only did I learn, um, I, you know, I, I actually got to, to get to know through their show his kids a little bit, and that was something that we never had. We got to know Martha Hart, right? Like th- it was about them being able to tell their story, and and I just thought that was tremendous because we they just disconnected themselves from the pro wrestling scene since his death, and so I that I I thought that was great um, that that part of it. Um, but you know the thing is, so they're looking for more ideas. I thought the TNA won. I, I do agree with you. They they kind of have jumped the shark a little bit. But there's a few more stories to tell. But some of the stories that I want them to tell besides TNA, I just don't think they could actually tell well. Like, I, cause I would like to see Gorgeous George. I, I'm just fascinated by him. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see a Ricky Dozen. You know, I was gonna
1: say Ricky Dozen.
2: You know, the, I think that would be great, but a, a lot of the people that were alive when Ricky Dozen got killed are no longer here. You know what I mean?
1: No, you could know, talk to like Dave and Fumi and those guys. Like, you can get that. Yeah. You can do the reenactments. See you know what I'd rather see? I'd rather see like a real documentary. Yeah. Like I'd rather see an actual documentary about these kind of things. Cause this, these, these dark side things are just like, it's like watching hard copy from when we were kids, right? Yes. Yeah, With the shitty what? reenactments I... and like the over, it's overly dramatic and like, mm-hmm sleazy like yeah yeah
2: yeah let's see uh go to the chat richard carlson Mm -hmm. says it feels like they're not brave anymore there was so much meat on the bone in the candido episode that they didn't even touch i think that show would have been way more uncomfortable and so and he says ken burns per wrestling okay so So i've been wanting ken burns to i ken burns is my favorite of all time right I, I pay Amazon a monthly fee just so I have access to Ken Burns' library, right? I'm I'm that guy. I think if somebody did a pro wrestling documentary, just like like how Ken Burns did the country music one or the Civil War doc or baseball, if they just did it from the from the 1800s through like to the 80s or something like that, I think that would be fucking tremendous.
1: I would again. This is my degree, documentary filmmaking. Like like Ken Burns is what we studied. Um. I think that there is a great story in Hackenschmidt and, 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 um, oh uh, God, I just drew a blank. Hack and Gosh, thank you. Yeah. Um, amateur wrestling. I can't even remember Frank. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a great story in, in that one. And the, the big fight at Comiskey park. And like, you know, cause for yeah. so I had people, I had people, amateur wrestling people for years, years. They were convinced it was shoot, that it was a legitimate fight. I had the guys who ran the museum in Cedar falls, Iowa, telling me oh no that fight was real and like i remember (laughs) i remember emailing dave about this like in the night in like the mid-2000s he's like no absolutely it was a fake and i'm like okay there's a story there there's and the problem is wwe has so much control of the footage like they don't have like the old fred kohler stuff and so much Mm. before it doesn't exist right like there is there's just not a lot of footage from anything before fred kohler right so i mean like but you know but dark
2: side you know dark side and um, ddp did this and uh, the million dollar man documentary did this they were able to do a fair use thing a for it, yeah. of like news stories you know what i mean so they could they could do it that way they um could. but I, I think you're right they could start with uh, gotch and hack and schmidt then work up to the gold dust trio right and then yeah. you, you know you get ed the string ed lewis and then you go through to you know the um what what was the um the barnums of bounce what was it Matt matman or what i can't remember the name of the book but i read the book it's from like the 1930s. Oh, I got out. it. M- uh, Muse will Muse will remind uh, me of it. But, I, uh, uh, um, Fall guys, the Fall guys. Fall, Fall guys, yes, the Barnums of Bounce, right? So yeah. they, they have some of that. I know that there was another one, kind of an updated version that actually told like different sides of it because um, it was told through the lens of one person. But you know, you got you know G- Jim Blondos up through like you know the creation of the NWA and I, the think, that's, I, I, I think, think that's where you w- finish it. Media. I think
1: yeah. I think you could do a documentary like civil war style like with you start with Hackenschmidt and, and Gotch right cuz that's the Greco versus the the catch as catch can guy which is really yeah. what's it's funny cuz like Wrestling, pro wrestling and amateur wrestling really in, in this country really have the same root. Like they come from that particular fight. Gotch got super famous in this country where he was one of the biggest athletes in the in the United States in that era. And it was really on the back of that fight, which is why amateur wrestling became a popular sport in the US. Why high schools and colleges adopted amateur wrestling was because of mm-hmm. Frank Gotch, because of how popular it was. So I've always been fascinated with the split. That happens from there, literally from that yeah. moment. So I think that's a, the mo- one of the most important seminal moments in pro wrestling history. And then you go through the foundation of the NWA, yeah.
2: And and right? then you got to you got to you got to cover Gorgeous George too, of course, because he's part and of that. He's yeah, he's part of that. But then of course the golden era of the '50s when they were like the hottest thing on television, right? Where Gorgeous George was one of the biggest celebrities in the entire country. Um, and then right. go go through the '60s. I just don't think you can tell the, the story of pro wrestling without. You know, going into the boom well, of the of the eighties, you know, you'd have to do like a part two or something like that. But, but
1: that's why, but that's why you've got to have it, Ken Burns, because Ken Burns doesn't yeah. do like a one hour documentary. He does no. these like chaptered things, right? So you have yes. like a chapter of this and a chapter of that, and you did can you, go. Yeah,
2: did you watch the country music one? No,
1: I didn't watch the country music, dude.
2: I I so, dude. I I honestly, I couldn't stand country music. I hated country music my whole life, but it's Ken Burns. It is so. Ken Burns. It's Ken Burns. I watched that thing. Next thing you know, I got a country music playlist see, on my Spotify. And that's what you happened. You know what I mean? It's a gateway. It, it, he sucks you. He sucks you in. He mm-hmm. he does. He sucks you. And so, and then, and, and now I'm like, I'm like listening to Chris Stapleton, you know, no, I'm, see, you know, I'm just yeah. like, I, I'm dude. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't do know it. what it was, but that documentary switched me around. It's uh, I, but anyway, he starts, he starts off at. At the Civil War era, like the the creation of country music, how the guitar was brought to America, right, and then goes up through the early 1900s, all the way through like um, you know the end of the 50s with Hank Williams, the 60s you know with Johnny Cash and those guys, 70s with Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and those cats, 80s and then of course 90s with Garth Brooks, and he finishes it in the 2000s and he does it in like seven eight episodes, and it was just tremendous, one of the best things I've ever seen. It was so damn good. A guy that hated country music most of his whole life started listening to country music every now and then. I'm still not a big country guy, but like I, I grew more of appreciation for what it is.
1: Yeah, that sounds like human growth.
2: <laughs> I'm not interested in that. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so, uh, guys, I think we're gonna go ahead and call it right there. So, if you want more of this content, JD are gonna JD and I are gonna do some overtime. So, head over to Patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. We're gonna keep the conversation going over there with overtime with Mike and JD. Um and next week we're gonna be right back here on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube network. We're also on the you the Voices of Wrestling uh uh feed so if you subscribe to Voices of Wrestling on Apple Podcast Spotify or wherever you get your podcast we'll be on that feed but also search out The uh, Mike and JD Show feed that's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Amazon and Google and all those other places. I think that's probably where JD and I will get the most ad money if if you download our regular feed. Download them, download them all, and plus subscribe to Patreon. Subscribe to.
1: Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. You got to subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling. Network, yeah, so you get all the great Absolutely. Shows. You get the flagship, you get Music of the mat. you're gonna get you know, uh, shake Them ropes, you get all the good shake stuff, them right? Up. Yeah, we had a, we had a good where I, we're, I like the shows on the network. Then you got to subscribe to the Mike and JD show, so you get it doubled yeah. up, and then you got to set your phone to automatically download. So we get credit for double the amount of downloads. You're nice to listen to them both, pick and choose, but you got to help us out <laughs> and, and subscribe to both. And then you know, subscribe yeah. to the YouTube, subscribe to the Voices Wrestling YouTube, subscribe to the Mike and JD YouTube, and Oof. then go to the Patreon. So, um, yeah, we're, we're asking. Great. A lot. We're just looked, a lot I are asking a lot yeah we just lost a
2: couple of viewers <laughs> yeah 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 we're, we're we're asking we're asking a lot but uh uh Get thank me. you everybody for uh for uh for hanging out with us thank you to everybody in the chat thank you john muse and richard and uh, samantha shipman um samantha who still has yet to watch can't buy me love by That's the way bullshit come on sam yeah. i've been bugging you about this for months now
1: you have to watch she's it. in the
2: She's in the chat trying to get J.D. to listen to country music, but she won't watch Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey.
1: All right. I'm bad at this, so I'll make a deal.
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sam, Sam,
1: Sam, I know you're paying attention. So I want to make a deal. If you watch Can't Buy Me Love and come on our Patreon to help review it with us, I will listen to a country music playlist of your choice. Oh, Dixie Chicks
2: sorry I'm not good i'm I'm not being a good are you my
1: are you Sam uh, I'm not talking to you right <laughs> now so that is the deal I'm willing to cut with you if you finally watch this movie and review it with us on the patreon I will listen to whatever god off country music playlist you <laughs> have for me and I will suffer yeah. in, in silence because I did it for Scott I watched raw for a month and it's, yeah. it's changed me man hmm. i'm a, I'm a different human being now
2: yeah, and uh, Suit Williams, our, our buddy, friend friend of the network, new friend of the show. Can't Buy Me Love is pretty good. I may not have remembered Ron Shear, but that's a decent movie. It is so a decent you. movie.
1: Sam's yeah. a huge Grey's Anatomy fan, so Mike and I made jokes about uh, Patrick Dempsey on that show. Apparently, that guy left a long time ago. But like, have you seen Can't Buy Me Love? And she's like, <laughs> no, there's she Can't Buy Me Love. And we berated her, and she's ignored us ever yeah.
2: since <laughs> yeah but hey guys head over to patreon.com slash um uh, mike the mike and jd show for overtime with uh mike and jd we're going to keep the conversation going uh, but if not uh come right back here next week on the voices of wrestling network youtube the voices of wrestling feed and the mike and jd show feed um uh, for all your mike and jd show content and until next week mahalo